Hey, welcome to Story Life. This is a podcast about the ups and downs of living a creative life through the eyes of two independent filmmakers. My name is Clinton Cornwell. I'm one of those filmmakers, and I'm here with... I'm Alan C. Gardner, and this is episode 27, which we recorded on June 1st of this year, 2023. This is the first episode that we recorded after my daughter, Cleo, was born on April 30th. I had to take some time. A lot of this episode is me talking about the birth and the intervening weeks. Um, you know, the reasons why we had to take some time between episodes. Uh, I'll just go ahead and say right now that Cleo is doing extremely well and she's gotten a clean bill of, of health. So nothing to worry about there, but it was a traumatic birth with some major complications. So when we were recording this episode, things were looking a lot brighter, but we were, still, you know, going through it and had been going through it uh, for a few weeks there. So, Yeah. Thanks yeah, and I mean all that. We we miss doing the podcast together, and uh, we've missed talking to each other. But this endeavor has always been about it fitting in our lives, and yeah, not just with the birth of your child, but also you know I've been going through a bunch of things too. So um, we've been just taking the pressure off each other and taking a little break. But we're back. This is hopefully the beginning of us ramping things back up and growing things, growing the podcast, growing hopefully the community we hope to build. And also just, you know, to remind you all, we're, we want to grow our coaching business more. Uh, yeah. We've got a we've got a few clients right now, uh, and it's been a wonderful experience for both me and Alan. And I just want to connect with uh, more people through the work. So if you feel like you could use some creative support in in whatever your art is whether you're acting directing you know filmmaker writer uh me and alan are good at that and we would love to talk to you and we do free 30 minute consultations so totally no pressure no expectations uh just hit us up on social media or on our website and we'd ha- be happy to work that out. Yes, agreed. And I see what you did too. You, you not only you, we addressed the gap between uh, the recording of this episode on June first and the previous episode, which is at some point in April, and then the even bigger gap between now when we're recording this wraparound, which is already September twelfth, and the recording of this episode. Good lord! So yes, uh, yeah. In this episode, we talk about what happened during those weeks in, in May and April. But uh, now we're also talking about everything that's happened since June 1st. A whole summer it's went It's been a lot. Clinton. It's, been a, it's yeah. been a... June, July. Uh, yeah, almost hot three and a half. summer. Three and a half months since we recorded this episode. So yeah, and then we get into a lot of the things. In upcoming episodes, we get into a lot of the things that happened over the summer for both of us. So anyway, um, yes, as Clinton said, um, we, are, we are ramping things back up with our, our coaching and consulting business. So we're excited to... Uh, to connect with uh, with you folks out there and uh, help in whatever ways that we can. Um, okay, on that note, let's um, let's get into our conversation from June first. Well, let me. Yeah, you man. know, this is the first time we've talked. Uh, I've been trying to you know give you your space as you're going through this big life change, and let me just say, uh, congratulations, buddy. Um, I'm Thanks, glad man. for you. I know know how big a deal this is for you, and uh, yeah, good to talk to you. Thanks, man. Yeah, good to talk to you too. Well, no, I appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, and you know, you never have to worry about. I mean, obviously, I haven't had a lot of time to talk or whatnot lately, but you know, never have to worry about 
giving me space, although I do appreciate it. Um, now, obviously, I need to take some time between <laughs> uh, recordings. Um, but yeah, man, uh, happy to be so. <laughs> It's crazy. I mean, yeah, I'm really glad to be talking to you. Uh, it's been a while, but it feels like it's been even longer than it's actually been. So, yeah, dude. Um, how are you doing? Uh, you know, life is, you know, there's there's problems, there's conflicts, there's struggles. But I think overall, I feel like my arrow's pointing up. So, that's good. Okay, that's great. Yeah. That's great. All right, this is let 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 me see the floor. Let's let's get this. Let's hear this baby talk. Tell me about it. What what do you huh. want to share? What story do you want to tell? Oh geez. Um, well, I guess I'll start with the the beginning, I suppose. Um, what, okay, so she is today's June. So she is one month and two days old today. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, <laughs> she's still in the NICU. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was stayed with her. I was there, uh, last night I was able to, they have these rooms that you're able to reserve sometimes for like overnight rooms. So, which is great. Uh, want to be able to get one of those and so I can stay through the night and, and do feedings, um, and hang out with her. Um, yeah. So yeah, I didn't get back till that's why I had to push today's a little bit. Um, yeah, dude, it's been, uh, <laughs> I mean, she's amazing. It's been, yeah. So she was born April 30th and it was, yeah, that was the scariest day of my life for sure. Um, I can't remember. It's hard at this point to remember. Like, I think I gave you like the general, uh, in a message. I think I told you the kind of like, well, first, let me, what's, down. what's your new child's name? Cleo. Her name is Cleo. Cleo. We welcome you into the world. Thanks. Thank thanks for lending us to your dad for a little by prox- bit. By proxy, I say thank. I said thank. By proxy for Cleo, I say thank you. <laughs> no, it's. I think I said this in a in a message too. I was like, oh, what? Wow. Like, because she shares your birthday. And I didn't realize, you know, how similar the names kind of were until <laughs> I texted, I messaged it to you, and I was like, oh, Cleo Clinton. Even like, all you gotta do is add a yeah, it's a n- an NT names. and then another N on there, a couple Ns and a T, and then boom, same name. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, but what my wife had actually told me like pretty fairly early on when we were dating um, that if we ever had a girl, she'd want to name her Cleo and she'd want to spell it C L I O. So there you go. Um, you fulfilled that, that one. That, that happened. We did. Yeah, that one was totally fulfilled. So yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I was like, oh wait, same birthday, almost the same name as as my buddy. Cool, cool, my buddy Clinton. You'll rem- so, you'll remember me in those those wistful years <laughs> when we drift apart. <laughs> what? Why are we? Why are we drifting? Why are we drifting? No, I don't. I, I hope those not. wistful years. Oh. Um, I hope not too. No. So okay. So yeah. It's basically like it started as like the it's it started off as like the calmest of the births of the labor, the laboring processes of all three of our kids. Um, every we had you know a wonderful doula and like everything seemed to be going like you know we. We felt, you know, as prepared as possible and had a plan and, you know, Chelsea started going into, so Chelsea, so we had a, a, a C-section scheduled for May 3rd because that was kind of like the the hard out, if you will. Yeah. Like the doctors told us, you know, she would need to, because May 3rd was 40 weeks and that she would need to be delivered um, by 40 weeks at the latest. So we had that scheduled as like, you know, as the backup, as a, okay, it's, it can't go past this point, but then. Uh, Chelsea started going to labor on April 29th. So we're like, okay, fantastic. So we went to the hospital. We had our doula. And everything's going really well. And um, 
so yeah, we got there like, we got to the hospital like around whatever. It was like 9 p.m., maybe 9.30 p.m. on the 29th. And and then it was around, jeez. Uh, so it was about like 10, like 10.45 a.m. on the 30th when like it took a really hard, sharp turn from mm-hmm. like, okay, things are going well to then like all of a sudden there's like a bunch of people in the room and Chelsea's getting rushed out of there and it's an, she has to have an emergency C-section mm-hmm. um, because she had a uterine rupture. So uterine rupture is basically um, the odds of it happening. So, okay, so River was born by C-section. Yeah. Um, La was born vaginally, River was born by C-section and Chelsea was wanting... Uh, to try to deliver Cleo vaginally. Um, and we had the C-section as a backup, like I said. Um, so, yeah, basically, if you've had a C-section, if your previous child was born C-section, or if you had a previous child born C-section, your chances of having a uterine rupture go up slightly, mm-hmm. but still the chances are 0.3%. Wow. So, one out of 300. Um, so, still very, very, very low. Yeah. So, that happened... And, um, which was like, which is unfortunate. That was the thing that Chelsea was like most scared of happening, even though the chances were so low. It's just that, you know, it's something that she's aware of. They notify you about and whatnot. Um, so that happened. And then, um, yeah, so she had to have anyway. Yeah. Emergency C-section and, um, blood transfusion hysterectomy. And, um, yeah, man. So you can also like feel like when there's like, it's like controlled panic because you know obviously they're not going they're, they're doing a good they're doing a great job so like they're not you just feel it you feel that energy yeah. of like shit like things are going really wrong um so yeah Chelsea was rushed in there so um they take they have me they have you like wait outside like while the baby's being taken out and then like they brought me in and I'm holding Chelsea's hand as she's getting you know operated on and she's like right in front of me and then to my left is is Cleo and. So I didn't know exactly what was going on yet. I just knew that there was, you know, I mean, I start they started filming in on what was about to happen. And then with Cleo, like I had no idea what was going on. Cause basically like, you know, when your kid is born, the first thing you want, like you want to hear them cry yeah. like, right away. And so I remember, so river, we heard cry right away. Lyle was like a two minute stretch, which was really scary. Uh, but then it, it was, you know, two minutes. And then like, basically he had some, issue like the cord wrapped around him so like basically after two minutes like he started crying but with cleo it was like like at least 12 minutes went by without hearing anything Mm, and then i still i still didn't hear a cry so i'm like really panicking i don't know what's going on with cleo i don't know what's going on chelsea i just know that things are not going well and so um what i didn't know at the time what they soon told me was that i wasn't hearing a crap because they put um a breathing tube in her because she didn't get enough oxygen for a while. So they started like this cooling therapy and they put a breathing tube in her. So that's why I didn't hear her cry. So we didn't actually hear her cry until she was four days old when they took the breathing tube out. But anyway, so um, so that was, yeah, I mean, that was the scariest moment of my life. I mean, I, I didn't, it's it's crazy. Like in those, like, you know, you go through like, there's all these like situations. Like who knows like how close we or loved ones like come to certain, you know, um, terrible things happening or whatnot. Um, sometimes we're aware of like, oh, that was a close one. You know what I mean? Or, oh, something really bad almost happened. Um, and sometimes we, we probably, these things almost happen. We probably have no idea, but it's really crazy to like live in that space for a little bit where you think like the worst thing possible has happened, you know, Yeah. or that that's a possibility. So that was, I mean, that was, yeah, that, you know, it was the worst, 
<clears throat> stretch of time in my life for sure. And um, and then it kind of like things got gradually. Once I knew that the absolute worst hadn't happened, things got gradually better from there. There was still a lot of um, just to, you know, simply put, a lot of scary stuff on the table. Yeah. Um, and I knew it was gonna be like a. I was like, okay, it's gonna be like they told that the things that could happen because of the lack of oxygen and all these things and the you know conditions and whatnot. Um, and they, yeah, they had a they set up a transfer to um a children's hospital in Long Beach. So, yeah, and then they so you know I went to you know got to meet her for a bit, but you know they had they had to keep her pretty sedated for like the first um almost the first like four days because of the therapy that she was going through. The, it was like a cooling therapy mm. um, and helps with the oxygen, the blood flow and everything. And so they cool her down. And then like after three days, like it's half a day of like warming her back up. Hmm. And then, um, yeah. So they, but during those, you know, almost four days, she was basically sedated pretty much the entire time for the most part. Um, so, yeah. So they took her to that. Hospital, you know, so anyway, I'll, I'll, um, I was, you know, I knew what was starting to go on there. So that was starting to be a relief. I still didn't know, but it's still, you know, scary. We didn't know what was, you know, going to happen next, but, um, still didn't know what was going with Chelsea. So then finally heard out her, she was going to be okay. And, uh, yeah, again, things just got gradually better from there, but yeah, dude, um, they both almost died. So the fact that like now they've, you know, walked away from it unscathed is uh amazing yeah and we're very fortunate um like we got so it's crazy so like that day the day she was born like because they told me like okay um it's gonna be like the next few days the next week like you're gonna have a consult with the medical team like in a week week and a half or something like that once they know what's going on more than and so like you know you're like putting yourself in that headspace like it's like i just wanted so badly to get to that consultation and for them to say the things that you know we would want them to say for our, you know, for our daughter's sake, for yeah. her, her health. Um, and so like, you just so badly want to get to that space to, to that time. And so once I was finally in that meeting, like that was actually happening. I mean, a lot happened between, uh, those points obviously, but just, uh, once I was in that meeting and like, they were saying the things to me that like, I was like really hoping and, and dreaming that they would say, you know, um, it was really, it was really intense. Um, like the neurologist, you know, she just, it was so unequivocal too. the neurologist was just, she said, um, these are the kind of means that we'd love being able to have. Like she's, she's good to go. Like there's no, there are no issues. Um, so that was just a massive relief. And then, so that was three weeks and a, one day ago since that meeting. And since then it's just been about her, like essentially just catching up on feeding. Yeah. And like, um, Cause she basically, she had that time out for like four days mm-hmm. and you know, four days is kind of a lot for <laughs> yeah. a newborn. So she's just catching up. And so they're doing some like physical therapy stuff with her and like occupational therapy stuff with her. And yeah, she's just catching up on feeding. So she kind of has to, um, to reach, she has to get to a certain amount on average before they can like, essentially before they can discharge her. Yeah. So that's where we're at right now. So we're working on the feedings and that's why, yeah, we're trying to be there. Yeah. So Chelsea's there right now. I was there through the night and I just put in requests to, uh, to be there through the night again tonight. So, um, hoping that goes through and then, yeah. So we're just trying to, yeah, I'm working on those feedings, man. So that's, that's what's going on. But yeah, so it's just kind of like that incremental, like, you know, 
obviously like each day they kind of like were able to give like during those first few days like slightly better news kind of each day and like things started seeming more you know more promising and like you know we started like okay she's not gonna have and then like after it was like a week and a half when we found like, you know that she's not gonna have any seizures because that was a big it, that was a big concern like seizures heart conditions brain damage yeah um all these things are on the table and yeah none of them happen so yeah man so yeah every little every day kind of brought more and more like especially leading up to that point um brought more relief and like getting to hear her cry for the first time and like get, making eye contact with her for the first time finally getting to hold her we couldn't even hold her until mm-hmm. she was four days four days old and i know some families have to wait even longer than that so i know how like fortunate we are um that it was only four days but still you know it was really long four days and and making eye t- contact with her and just like seeing the life in her eyes and like you know hearing her cry and seeing like, how alert she was and just kind of uh yeah all that brought so much relief and then to have that that meeting that really uh yeah it was overwhelming and then now we're just yeah trying to be patient and and trust the um the team there and and um you know just doing our best to get her home as soon as possible and yeah but it's tough it's very tough uh waiting this long so so how are you how are you doing i mean all of these other people are important for sure and all of that that's a lot and so i'm just like curious like how are how are you doing how are you feeling in this moment um in this moment i'm feeling pretty good it's kind of like because you know how it's it's so much like I've heard, the, I've heard the phrase like uh, survival mode used a lot over the last few weeks. And like, I get that. And especially when, you know, you've got two other little ones that you have to um, to take care of as well. So you kind of have to keep like, I mean, you know, moving forward and the forward and just, you know, and like, you're just trying to stay positive too. And um, just trying to, you know, I, you know, keeping track of all the, how much she's feeding like each time. Um, and watching the progress happening there and just, you know, finding any kind of variables that you can have some sort of, um, you just, you just find these like markers, like, okay, like we're now this is what's going on. And you just try to keep things into perspective and stay positive and have a plan and follow through on that. And like, ask the questions you have to ask and, and yeah, just trying to, you know, taking care of your, all your, you know, the obligations and, and responsibilities and like making sure that everyone else is good. And so I feel overall, like, yeah, I feel good right now. It's um, it always helps too. Like I love when I'm able, like you know, um, being there with her through the night, and that's like that's tough here because you know the boys, especially Lyle, doesn't like that. Um, me leaving for the night, um, and then not being here in the morning, so that's tough, and it, you know, and it's hard on the home front too, with um, with Chelsea just having them in the morning. But obviously, like we're trying to. Yeah, I mean that's the you know just obviously trying to you know be there for all three of them as much as possible, and you know, unfortunately right now it's we they're divide like we have two of them here and we have one in the hospital, you know. Yeah. So we can't. So we're just Chelsea and I are trying to to uh, split up as much as possible with our visits, um, and we're taking care of the boys and we're visiting with her. Um, so yeah, man, just trying to. But, you know, it's, I mean, like, it, it just comes and goes, like, in waves. There are times where it just, like, really hits, like, how how hard it is. Yeah. Um, how sad I am. And there's always that undercurrent of sadness, you know what I mean? Or, like, and anxiety and what, and just kind of, like, and, but it's, and you know how that goes when you kind of have that undercurrent going on. And then you, 
the more you keep moving forward, you can kind of like not outrun, but like stay above it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just for the sake of like taking care of everyone, like getting things done that are you know and trying to be productive and positive. So sadness um, in terms of just like grieving for sort of how this hasn't met the expectations and how it's you know kind of like really hard on everybody. It's sadness because she's not home. Yeah. It's sadness because our kids are not together and. Um, yeah, it's sad. we want her here. Like we, you know, we've never, I mean, fortunately we've never been through this before. Like, you know, the boys got to kind of come home right away. This, they never had to go to the NQ. Um, and yeah, it's just, yeah, we just, it's just sad. Like when we're, when we're home and she's not here or when, you know, the boys want like, it's especially hard on Lyle. It's still hard on Lyle, but especially the first few days, like he was really upset and confused. Because, you know, he'd been waiting for months for his sister to be born. And then she finally was, but she wasn't home. So it didn't make sense to him, you know. Um, nor should it make sense. But, uh, yeah, so that was really tough. So there's a lot of, like, defiance from Lyle for a few days there. Because he was he was sad. And he was mad. And he was confused. So, but now he's more used to it. Which is great, but also also does make me kind of sad. Like when I think about, you know, what I'm saying because it's like because he is so used to his sister just being in the hospital. Like that's what he now knows. Um, for now, and so then he, you know that'll get paved. No, over. that's what, well, yeah, that's of course, but yeah, that's where, obviously what we're talking. About. Yeah, exactly for now, but that's what's going on right now. So, um, yeah, it's sad that that's what he's had to get used to, basically. Um, and obviously, I mean, that's whatever. You know, once we get through it, it'll be a different. Um, of course, it'll be different. Right now, we're we're in the middle of it. And we don't know when it's going to be over. Yeah. So that's the toughest thing is being in part. in the middle of it. You know. Um, yeah, we don't know definite, how cl- definite dates on yeah, things. We, we don't know how close to the end of it we are. Like we don't know how close we are to her coming home. So, but every day gets you closer. Tomorrow. Yeah, of course, but at the same time, we don't know. Yes, you're absolutely right. Um, I'm just saying it's it's hard to describe it. It's like it's yes, but it's of course every day gets us closer. But still, we we don't know when she's coming home, and that's really painful. Um, so yeah, it's you know it's something like you have to like, and I, I hear what you're saying too. But like this is something I've I've thought about a lot over the last you know few years and tried to work on, and even more so now is like uh, allowing myself. To Cause there's moments to like, um, keep things in perspective for yourself and also moments to like, um, um, shed a little perspective or refined perspective for someone else, you know? And there's also moments just to process and like, just listen to what someone's saying, you know what I'm saying? Without feeling the need to like put things in perspective and just like being there. And I'm trying to allow myself that as well. Like if something's really hard, like I have to allow myself to, cause I have the perspective, but I know how lucky we are. I know how. I know how terrible things could have been. Yeah, but that perspective um, doesn't make your moment to moment like the experience of it like any easier. You know, you're still feeling. Yeah, all that's the what pain I'm saying. Like I have, that you I have to allow myself to process. Obviously, you know, process the information, but you know, just process my feelings and not like constantly like have to put things into perspective. And then there are moments where I need to keep things in perspective and know, like you know, there are times like I'll be out, like you know, I was driving the boys to school the other day and like at a, at a red light and like these new parents were like walking across the street in front of us. They had like, a, you know, a newborn, like in the little baby carrier and whatnot. And there was like that twinge of like, um, you know, sadness. Um, and when that for myself, and then I immediately, like, you know, also reminded myself like how lucky we are that she's here, that she's alive and that she's healthy. 
Yeah, so, but even with again, that being said, you all, you've also gone through something very scary and traumatic, you know, and your body right. has a response to that. Like, I'm right. sure that was, to say the least, extremely unpleasant. And our bodies are programmed to ingrain and have reactions to those things to like, you know, animal brain, look, you know, look out for that stuff in the future. And so for you in this moment, like, that, you know, it sounds like you're doing a good thing and like giving that the space it needs to be to be heated with because, yes, yeah, it, from a certain perspective, you are so lucky that it, that it went this way instead of a different way. But going yeah. this way was still hard. Well, that's what I'm saying is like I'm trying to balance the processing and allowing myself that with perspective. Um, and again, and just trying to like, yeah, keep keep things positive and. You know, um, keep things moving forward. Um, and yeah, again, like doing whatever we can to uh, to get her home like as soon as possible. So, uh, yeah, I guess and a part, part of that, too, is just in response to like you say, like, you know, every day brings you closer. But yes, that's true. But that's also like a perspective thing. And right now and this moment when we're talking about, it, I'm just telling you, like what I'm processing, like what sure. I'm feeling and, and going through. Um, and yeah. And then hopefully, like, you know, hopefully I'll have some sort of, you know, I'm hoping for. Something a little more concrete after the consult tomorrow with the medical team. Um, we'll see. I mean, it might still be kind of like everything has been like a little like more like open ended and more like, well, kind of like wait and see. And also like, well, here's what the average length of time is at this point or what it could be, you know, um, but nothing that's even remotely yet. Um yeah, like we don't know if she's going to come home next week or the week after that or the week after, or whatever. Yeah, it's very um, it's it's really tough. That's the part. That's really the the hardest part of like dealing with the, like serious things in the medical system is that a lot of it is just like oh we just got to wait and see what happens. And it's like yeah, what? No, this is the most serious right. thing that's ever happened to you. How can I just wait and see what happens? Yeah, and I don't knock him for like I, yeah totally. And I do like fortunately like, I do really trust and respect that team over there. And, um, I, yeah, I know they have like their good, their reasons. And like, I mean, the way it's like, you know, they saved her life and then they, you know, and they also like prevented certain, um, health issues from, from happening. Um, and they know what the hell they're doing. And so, yeah, I'm just trying to, and we've, you know, developed some great relationships with some, some people that work there. I mean, you know, we've been, you know, it's just over a month now, so we've gotten to know some of them really well. And, you know, we, we know they all have our family's best interest at heart and that they're, looking out for us. So it's all good. It's all like good vibes and energy from everyone there. So that's really important, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's still frustrating just in not knowing. And uh, yeah, cause it's not just me not knowing. It's also like, you know, it's me not knowing and my wife not knowing and then trying to like, you know, managing my feelings and then, you know, and being there for her. And like, um, we also you know process things in different ways a lot of the times. Yeah, and you got to manage so, your resources and, and your emotional resources, yeah. your financial, your physical resources. Like it's a lot to balance with so much uncertainty. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that's and then of course with you know with the boys too, and just trying to like and again fortunately, fortunately and unfortunately, it's like fortunately they've gotten used to the situation. Um, again, they still don't like it when I like when I leave. At, uh, at night, especially, and when I'm not there in the morning, so we're not here in the morning because I'm at home now. But um, yeah, yeah. Oh shoot, what was I about to say? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's how I wound up too. Yeah, so talking about you know the 
Um, yeah, that's how I wound up, you know, basically I got, I think I mentioned this in tech. So I had pneumonia, um, cause I basically just like ran myself into the ground oh my and I gosh. had like a really, a really bad cold that turned into like bronchitis and then turned into pneumonia. Wow. So, <laughs> so that started like the week she was born on like day f- when she was four days old, I started getting sick and then it just got worse. Cause I was like, Oh, it'll just run its course. Um, but, um, the other bummer, big bummer there was that like, you know, when you're sick, you can't go to the NICU. Yeah. Um, so like they won't allow, allow it. So I, you know, I, there was like two stretches where I had to stay away for like three days, uh, twice. And that was really painful. Um, but yeah. And there are other times where I went and like, okay, like I know I'm not contagious right now, but I have like this really terrible cough, which when you have a really terrible cough in the DQ, it's not great. Yeah, uh, not, a, no, not a great look. No one, no one wants a whooping cough in the DQ. So, um, but yeah, so I finally, I was like, all right, this is not getting better. It's only getting worse. So after like being sick for almost three weeks, I went to urgent care and they put, they're like, yeah, you have pneumonia. I was like, okay. And so they put me on a, they're like, you know, uh, we usually would do one, one, you know, one type of antibiotics, but you're healthy. So let's put you on two and knock this thing out. So they did. And, uh, it did, or they did the antibiotics. Hey, they, they, that shit works. Fortunately. Um, cause yeah, I, I was yeah sick for about three and a half weeks total, a little over three, almost four weeks. And I was pretty over it at that Jeez. point. I couldn't really, I like the cough would like wake me up at night. Yeah. Like there were times, like it just took hours just to go to sleep. And then sometimes I'd finally go to sleep and then wake me up and keep me up for another couple hours. And then there's also, you know, my, my boys that also waking up in the middle of the night and they, them keeping me up more. And so, um, yeah. So I'm glad I'm not sick anymore. <laughs> that makes, uh, now I'm just able to go freely to the NICU as far like, you know, I don't have to worry about, um, spreading anything, which would be worse of all, but then also like making people uncomfortable with this like terrible cough. Uh, so. yeah, that's, that's all terrible. I just, I mean, I know maybe this is inappropriate, but have you been doing anything for yourself in this crazy time to get a little relaxation or a little de-stressing just for yourself? Um, like in what, like, uh, I mean, anyway, like something that's just, you know, for you, I know that's hard to imagine in, in this time, but yeah, not really. I mean, I guess like, you know, I grab like basically, um, this right <laughs> right now, like every now and then I'll, I'll talk to someone like every now and then like that that's helps. Something. That's um, something. Yeah, it is. That is something. Um, uh, not really like, you know, I, I, nothing out of the order. Like basically like, you know, it's nice when I can like sit down and have a meal. Um, yeah. a little, like for just a little bit, like, you know, and, and watch something for 20 minutes. <laughs> so I do that every now and then like, you know, those, just those little moments of like, okay. Um, listening to like music while I'm driving like to and from the hospital. Uh, there's certain, uh, albums I've been really getting back into, especially like a uh, band of horses albums. Um, been listening to a lot of those lately. So yeah, it's basically kind of like trying to find those little, like, you know, yeah, those things that help, but, um, don't take up too much time because <laughs> you don't have, yeah. or that it can happen like in tandem while you're doing other things like driving or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I am glad I'm taking the time to to do to do this and have this conversation. That was important. Me too. It Me does, too. It does. This does help. So, but yeah, that's about yeah, yeah. And then you know, it's it's yeah, I yeah. Well, I was, I just to, asked because you know, 
obviously in this situation like this, um, you know, you, you're 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 very caring. Your provider, you you know, being a father is the most important uh, thing to you, and um, that's very admirable. But you, you know, it could be very easy to lose sight of like yourself and like what you need and and taking care of yourself and you know being um being intentional and thoughtful and aware on that and i'm not saying you have to do x y or z but especially with being in this situation where this could go on for months you know i think my my nephew he was in the NICU for like three months or something like that i think oh really yeah Mm, yeah because he was born really premature um yeah so so you know this this could go on for a while and you know you got to figure out ways even in the stressful situation to be able to sure take care of yourself so you don't break down yeah totally i mean you got to find those little you know um those little things that help the quote-unquote you know little things quote-unquote like you know and also yeah and some of that just yeah it comes down to like to talking to to friends and family about what's going on and then also just you know Again, like, I honestly, like, you know, allow myself like to process. And again, like, it is like a good, like, I'm trying to have a good balance. And I think overall, like, I've done pretty well with like the balance of like processing and, and, um, and, ha- and perspective. You know what I mean? Like, letting myself go through it while also, you know, staying positive and putting things into perspective and, and being appreciative for what is, what is happening. Yeah. Um, and how things are. Uh, because yeah, man, it's just, yeah, it's, it's great. Like when you, uh, yeah. Like when you touch in on things that are like, you know, you're, you're, you know, I mean, the worst fear was when I thought she might be dead or when I thought they, yeah. I didn't, you know, might be dead. Like, and so like, even like being even remotely close to that, um, it's terrifying. Yeah, of course it's just terrifying. And then it's like, it's a crazy thing to like, you know, then to like come out of that, like untouched, like as like, you know, as far as like unscathed and like everything's fine because I'm very well aware of the fact that not everyone comes at like some people like are in that mindset mindset for a lot longer than 12 minutes as far as when I thought like the worst had happened. Um, so to like, to be able to like come through that and for all of us to like come through that, it's crazy. And you try to like, you know, again, like the perspective, like, you know, main set, like just the where, like again, processing, allowing yourself to feel sad, frustrated, what have you, but like also maintain that, like, you know, the awareness of like how lucky, fortunate, blessed, however you want to put like that we are and like how things could have been different. And like, kind of like, it's just, it's just weird to even like live in that space for even a few minutes. Yeah. Um, where like a your nightmare can, you know, could be happening. So, um, yeah. So yeah, again, it's just, it's, intense and crazy even like having this conversation right now um yeah just how different things could have been how different things almost were and how i you know just remembering like i'll never forget how i was feeling you know on your birthday (laughs) as it turns out on your birthday the scariest day of my life Benson. um yeah yeah so all things considered i'm feeling really good again like it's just it means so much like you know i feel like everyone's like love and support and then having such a positive energy at the hospital and just like those times with her um you know you kind of like yeah it's really it's really tough to like leave there um and that's really sad but like uh 
Yeah, it's just like so wonderful, like being there with her, and like so that like obviously lifts my spirits, and then like getting to see the boys always you know lifts my spirits as well, and just being like kind of like going back and forth and just trying to appreciate everything that is happening. Uh, Lyle did get to meet her briefly. Yeah. So they, yeah, I guess you saw, you might have seen the picture on. Uh, I did on Facebook. So they actually so the. The only visitors that were allowed for like the la- basically since the start of COVID, so like for over three years, were just the parents. That's it. Um, they made like certain exceptions in some situations, maybe when there wasn't like two parents or when there weren't two parents or whatever in certain situations, but it was only parents. And then it was last Monday, they finally lifted that and they finally allowed for other visitors to come, like a select amount of visitors. And like, you know, you can put like four, four adults on your list and like, you know, one of you has like either me or Chelsea like has to go in with them like one at a time kind of thing, and then they also started allowing children who are three and up. So unfortunately, River's not old enough to go, mm-hmm. um, but Lyle is old enough. So they lifted that. So that um, like at one p.m. last Monday, like one p.m. on the twenty second, it was when the earliest when Lyle could meet her. So I brought Lyle there at one p.m. on the twenty second, and he got to. And they can only he can only stay for a few minutes. They have it's kind of like um, I guess the rule is like one minute of visiting time for you know per like if their age is four they get four minutes kind of thing. Now they let him stay for longer than that. He was in there for about twenty minutes, but that's kind of like you know they're trying to keep the the visits with the the siblings um, limited. You know I, I understand why. Yeah. Um. But that was awesome. So like he got to meet her at least for a bit, and I think that that probably helped him a lot too. Um, well, it sounds like so it yeah, helped that meant a lot. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, totally. Like, it definitely helped me. It definitely helped uh, Chelsea, and I'm sure it, it seemed to think like you know, like oh, cool. Like Lyle got you know in Miles' mind, he's probably like, yep, that's now he's met his sister, and it isn't just um, like he still loves seeing the videos and the pictures, but now he's like actually like met her mm-hmm. uh, and spent time with her. So, um, that's I'm I'm just speculating. I'm sure like in his mind, that's kind of like helped him adjust to that a lot. Um, but yeah, so now obviously the next big milestone, or maybe there's, who knows, maybe there's some other big milestone that I'm not thinking of, the, the biggest one, like the one that I can't stop thinking about right now is just, you know, having her home Yeah, having, having the three of them, having all five of us together and having the three siblings like, um, uh, yeah, being, just being in the same, just fucking being in the same space to, <laughs> together, you know, just, yeah, being at home together. Um, so yeah. That's the dream that we're driving towards. Well, um, I'm, I'm glad to, you know, despite the the very scary stuff that you've been through to hear you coming out the other side. And uh, sounds like, you know, possibly slowly re- returning to or at least refining what your new e- equilibrium will be. Um, but, of course, can't do that all the way till she comes home. Yeah. And that's yeah. Yeah, you know, that's the kind of like, and also, yeah, the, that's the kind of, uh, like I was saying earlier with that meeting, like you're just dreaming of being in that space. Um, and then that finally happening. I can, yeah, I can, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to actually like this, yeah, this um, union that I'm, <laughs> that I'm so anticipating, like when, once I'm actually in that space and just trying, once that's actually happening and just um, living in that moment and, and appreciating it. It's going to be amazing. So, um, yeah, man. Thank you for listening and letting me uh, and just discuss all of that. 
Um, that's been going on. It's helpful to talk about it. Um, and I, yeah, I'd love to hear what's what's been going on with you. I know you said things, the arrows uh, pointing up, I believe is how you phrased it earlier, which I'm thrilled to hear. Um, cause it's not always pointing, <laughs> pointing up when we talk. Um, so yeah, just tell me what you want to tell me a bit about what's, what's, what's going on with you at this point. Good. I'm I'm just like taking care of myself a lot Good. better and stuff, you know, um, getting back to walk. You, you mentioned walks. I've been like walking and running a lot more, really working myself up to that. Um, Good. consistently. And right now, like. I think I was using alcohol a little too much or drinking a little too regularly for my taste. So I'm kind of like mm-hmm. taking a little break from from all of that. Taking like 30 days good, or four or five weeks off, you know. And uh, just in the like really um, uh, you know, just trying to reestablish my kind of like creative discipline and practice. I feel like with COVID and everything going through all of that, it's like one of the, I think for a lot of people, but I definitely know for me, like one of the side effects is that has been sort of like a atrophy of like discipline and creative discipline and stuff. And so now that I've been done with school, done with my job for a little bit, we're in the summer right now. Um, you know, I have all this free time, which is filled with so many things. Of course, I have way too many projects to work on, but it is sort of like, <laughs> okay, what do my days look like? How do I bring structure to this stuff? How do I get stuff done? And really being super thoughtful about all of that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all that's that's really good. Uh, things are continuing to move forward with the purple perspective. Um Although, you know, my collaborator is feeling kind of worried about the strike and everything. Um, gotcha. Which I think the strike is going to be an advantage for us. Uh, mm-hmm. But he just doesn't want anybody to get in trouble for working on our film. So, gotcha. Which is a reasonable thing um, to, to be concerned with, you know. And like now, right now, today, I've been kind of been doing a research project into like uh into sort of like what the rules are with unions and what punishments are and stuff like that you know so yeah um because you guys are just in no one's going into you guys aren't you guys would be in some sort of like what stage would you say you guys are in right now obviously i know you're in some stage of pre-production but like what particular phase are you in? i I mean honestly we're still in in like the development phase okay okay you know, I think if the movie's gonna happen like pre-production like really hard pre-production has to start in a month um, okay. Uh, which is not a hundred percent certainty at this point. There's a lot of work to be done and everything. So, uh, yeah. Um, so is he a right? Is it? I, I, is is he a Writers Guild member or? Well, he well he's an actor, and so he's he's in SAG. Um, and okay. you know, it's like a lot of the actors we're thinking about for everything are in SAG too. Uh, is the biggest thing. So. Gotcha. Yeah, I know SAG's on the on the verge of a yeah. Because uh, I, I feel like to yeah. me it's like SAG and and the DGA are going to strike too, and I feel like it's going to yeah. be a long strike. Um, I got to pay my SAG dues. I just remembered. Oh, uh, you're SAG as well. I didn't know I you're SAG. I've been SAG for twenty two years. Wow. Yeah. Are your movies have been they have they been SAG signatories? 
They have been, yes. Wow. You've gone, it's wait. Some... How have you afforded to do that? Uh, <laughs> I like how you just toss that big question out there. I don't. <laughs> well, this is, well, this how is have I afforded to make any of the movies, Clinton? This is why I was in so much debt for so long. Well, I mean, I <laughs> just is, like... This is why I just got out of debt. Well, not, not just the SAG part, but like all of it. Um, but yeah, how did you... <laughs> wait, how did you afford to make this movie? <laughs> That's a good question, Clinton. But again, that's why, you know, 12 years of um, massive debt uh, is the, my answer to that. And oh. then I gradually dig myself out of it. So, yeah, well, no, look, you, um, know, you know, I'm, 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 I'm pro-union, uh, like hugely pro-union. I think that's one of the biggest problems we have in America is that our unions have been um, torn apart, like over the last like 50 years or so. Um, mm-hmm. But... I don't think that while these these unions they represent a certain class of worker against a certain class of business essentially they don't represent necessarily all actors or all directors yeah. or all writers yeah. against yeah. all productions you know and yeah. but they kind of try and claim domain over everything um and yeah. so that that can get really sticky you know I certainly had my issues with SAG at time. Like, you know, look, again, I've paid dues for 22 years now, so... And I'm not talking massive shit, but I've had my issues with SAG in regards to, like, acting in my own self-produced movies. You know what I mean? Um, I'll keep it simple and leave it at that. Like, times where they've, I've had to, like, jump through hoops just to act in, my, <laughs> in a movie that I'm making, you know? And I'm like, how much fucking bullshit do i have to deal with just because i want to act in one of my movies like why i remember one conversation where i'm like so you're trying to protect me from myself and the rep said yes and i said cool or whatever i said didn't think cool but um that was well, a long time yeah, ago and that, still, that's i mean in our creative medium there should you be know, some exceptions there should be some exceptions from like just let me make my little like four character movie like without having to like jump through all these hoops because i happen to be a dues paying member of sag um, yeah, and there's so many movies that like don't make profit, and it's so clear to see movies that are like, "Hey, let's do everything as cheap as we can and exploit people so we can make money off of this." Versus like, "Hey, totally. this is a passion." It's so easy to see that. I think, and they act like it's is, really hard to determine. My thing is like they should like if a SAG actor like wants to do something just for the joy of doing it for like a super micro, I know they have, I'm not going to get into a whole thing right now. Like honestly, I haven't looked because I haven't been in production on something in, in a little bit now. I'm not sure what their current agreements are. Maybe they do have some outstanding agreements that I'm not aware of that are. No, more. not really. I mean, they did create, a, <laughs> they, did, they did create a new like micro micro budget agreement. Okay. Um, but it's for 20 K budgets or lower, which is almost mm-hmm. impossible on a feature film. So yeah, well, that's good because I have had some, you know, I've had a few budgets that were that low. So anyway, there's a lot of wonderful things about SAG. Don't get me wrong. I, my only my only issues with them so far have been in dealing with what I'm acting in stuff that I'm also producing and or, you know, directing, writing, what what, what have you. Um, and having to deal with that and also having to deal with, yeah, certain things on like, in, you know, incredibly micro budget movies um, just to like appease them. Um, yeah, that's my axe to grind on that issue. But overall, <laughs> overall, great, like, you know, overall, proud to be a member, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, anyway. 
Well, that's the thing. It's like we talk about it because they're just almost two different worlds. And I wish they would just treat them like two different worlds, you know, instead yeah. of trying to have yeah. do- domain over everything. Because, like, yeah, SAG actor going to do a little passion project that has a tiny, tiny budget. Yeah. Um, you know, that's. Yeah. They are. They also started trying to get involved with actors who aren't SAG. It's like, oh, do you have one SAG actor in your movie? Well, then we're going to fuck with all, like, we're going to, you know, all the other non, if you only have one, but everyone else is non-union, they still want to, like, account for those non-union people and to, like, increase, like, the amount you have to pay for, like, health and pension and all that kind of stuff. And that's fucking bullshit. Yes. Yes. It's like, how can you have any domain over non-union people who aren't in your union? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? And again, maybe some of this has changed. Like, that was a few years ago. So maybe some of it's changed. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But that that was a newer... Um, I just remember that that really jacked up. I remember, like, that fucking with, like, Cold Feet quite a bit. And I'm like, wait, we have to pay what for non-union actors? Like, I didn't understand. And I still don't. Anyway, sorry, enough about that. Oh, so, oh really? Yeah, that's a bummer, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, that pissed me off. I'm like, come and again. You and you're know. trying to do things the right way. And they're just like, you know what? Yeah. Hey, you're yeah. trying to do things the right way. Let us fuck you harder for doing that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So that's why, yeah, again, mountain of debt that I finally uh, scaled. I'm sorry. Um, that must have been debit. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was just, again, that was just part of it. It wasn't like sad. Well, and so, I mean, <laughs> single handed people. Made, but it so, didn't help. It didn't help. So I think that's another part of it, especially dealing with them as an indie person, is like, they are mostly set up to deal with like giant studios and stuff like that. Yeah. Giant studios yeah, have exactly. tons of resources. They can do whatever hoops you want to jump them to jump through, no problem. Um, yep. But from what I've heard, people, indie people dealing with SAG, it's just like they treat you like you should have the resources of one of those giant productions, you know, and there's yeah, pretty, very little flexibility. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's been my experience. I mean, I've had, so. again, I'm not trying to, like, I've had some positive experiences. Dealing well, with no, no I mean, you know, but they, still. They, they're human organizations, and like all humans, they are flawed, you know? <laughs> there yeah. are good, there are good yeah. things, and there are bad things, you know? Yeah. And I think, um, you know, the union's done a lot of good things in terms of keeping, protecting people's, uh, with their interactions with the studios and other big companies. Totally. Um, yeah. But the bad side is maybe being a little overzealous in that protection from artistic projects. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like like you said, I mean, that's basically what it comes down to is like they could be a little more, yeah, flexible with like, yeah, super indie or, just, you know, truly like indie uh, productions. Um, yeah, when people just want to, you know, contribute, collaborate for the love of doing it. Um, yeah, uh, they shouldn't have to, you know, jump through a lot of hoops just to, for the privilege of, of, uh, performing their art, you know, ex- you know, just being, making art with other people. Yeah. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, but there's like this chance of like, yeah, of course, like, you know, the chance of like getting it released and maybe making like some sort of like return from it, but you know what I'm saying? Anyway, blah, 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 blah. Um, I got to hop off in a couple of minutes. So I do want to hear. So. I want you, anything else? You, no, I mean, <laughs> nothing, nothing like huge top of mind, no, no big announcements. I do want to hear more about what's going on with you, but yeah, I know. We'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah, no, we'll, we'll, yeah. We'll talk again soon and we'll jump into stuff and, and we'll figure some more time out soon to, to talk more. Cool, man. All right, buddy. Take Appreciate care of yourself, you, take care of your family, love you, and look love forward you. to talking more. Love you too, dude. All right, buddy. You have a good one, man. Talk to you soon. See ya. Later,
All right, that wraps it up for episode 27. Thank you all for hanging in there, listening listening with us. Uh, it's so funny for me to listen. You know, that was just June, but I feel like even, of course, like, there's been tons of change for both of us and a yeah. ton of change for me just to be in between now and then, which we're going to talk all about that stuff going forward. We don't need to deal detail at all here. But man, life comes yeah. at you fast. <laughs> it does. Yeah, I, I know. Kind of like we addressed a little bit at the at the top of this. Yeah, it's already been <laughs> three and a half months since we recorded uh, that episode. And yeah, I know a lot's gone down for for both of us. It was um, me listening back to this episode too was was crazy because I'm now you know fortunately Cleo came home just eleven days after we recorded that. Uh, again, when we recorded, I didn't know when she would come home exactly, but it was only like 11 days after, uh, fortunately. So it was nice to listening to it from the perspective of, you know, knowing when that chapter would come to an end as far as, you know, when, you know, her being at the NICU and then when she'd come home. So yes. So things have definitely, um, uh, continued on the upswing, uh, for us over here at home, uh, which has been awesome obviously and yeah like you said we'll we'll talk about a lot of the other changes um and you coming back out coming back out west um since we recorded this as well so anyway spoilers uh, <laughs> I, spoilers spoilers folks sorry about that um <clears throat> okay so before we dive you know too too deep into all that stuff that we're about to talk about soon uh folks you can contact us at uh we are story life at gmail.com also, please check out our website, wearestorylife.com, where you'll find more information about us and what we do as coaches and consultants for fellow artists, as well as links to our Patreon and social media pages. Yeah, and we'd really love to hear from y'all. I mean, we are sharing our journey in hopes that, you know, you can reflect some of your journey uh, yeah. with it and, 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 you know, maybe gain some insight from our experiences and stuff. But but we'd love to hear about yours too, and and, and any you know thoughts, positive or negative, about the podcast. We are <clears throat> really wanting to grow and improve things here, so we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can reach out to me. Instagram's probably the best way. Clinton Cornwell. Uh, you know, hmm. I'm out there. Google my name. Come find me. Yeah, I was about to say too. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm little right before we recorded this, trying to figure out how to log back into Twitter since they changed things. So, uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter, but maybe the best way to reach me would be on uh, Facebook. Um, yeah, probably Facebook on Twitter, but I uh, don't know how to log in yet. I'm also on TikTok and Vimeo at Alan C Gardner, A L L E N C G A R D N E R, and on Instagram as well. You can reach me there at Alan C Gardner Movies. If you want to check out some of my recent movies, Cold Feet is currently available on Amazon Prime, Google Play, and YouTube, and some of my other recent films are available on several platforms, including Save Yourself and Act One on Tubi, and We Got Lucky and Bad Bad Man on Amazon. Also, Being Awesome is now available on Tubi, Vudu, and the Roku channel, so check that out on one of those fine platforms. Uh, should we, My, Mike? Are you out there? If if this is still going to be you, we're not sure, but in theory. That's- Thank you to you. I mean, honestly, even if you don't end up editing this episode, thanks, Mike Jimenez, for all of his support and helping getting this (laughs) This podcast made. Um, I love you regardless of whether you end up editing this or not. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Oh, (laughs) that was great. Oh, ye of little faith. Mike, I know you'll be cutting this up. I know you're going to make that awkward pause even longer. 
uh, my friend. You're never going to work some magic there, I have no doubt. Um, anyway, I'm hopeful, at least. I, I believe I believe Mike will be um, manning this episode right now, right at this very moment. Folks, we have many more episodes coming up. Hopefully, they'll be edited by Mike as well. So please subscribe and join us next week. This has been Clinton Cornwell. And Alan C. Gardner. With Story Life. Thank you, guys. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Mike, feel free to take that yawn and just um, intersperse it throughout all upcoming episodes, like in the middle of Clinton. <laughs> just, just discussing anything, especially when he gets like, if he gets like really passionate about something, you can tell it's something he really cares deeply about. Just take that yawn, copy and paste in those moments of like, um, uh, you know, the truth. <laughs> Oh, the moments of Clinton's utmost conviction. Just toss it in there and, and uh, <clears throat> kick it up a few uh, decibels. And uh, yeah, cool. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. <laughs>